Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 32-6 and we are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernil. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. And um, last week we had a special guest on. We had Bedge Roth from the, um, from the, from the, the podcast's uh, Very Good Music. And his other podcast, he's a host on uh, BGM Mania. So check those two podcasts out if you're tired of listening to us. But if you're tired of listening to us, at least tell us why. Give us a chance. We can change. No, we can change, I'm baby. Not, I'm not going to be that guy. If you want to, if you want to change, man, there's plenty of great podcasts about no! murderers. No, about serial killers. No, no, us. About mass murderers. No, I want to keep them. I want to keep them. <laughs> if you tell us what's changing, what's going down, what's bothering you, it's not. It's not their responsibility. We can now. change, baby. It's, it's not, the we world doesn't revolve around you. We can grow. We can bench press Buicks on this show if you want us to. We just have to We just have to get really fit. Anyway, I'm, i got to uh, put down the Lunchables. I've been under the weather the past few days, so I'm not going to be talking so, so much later on during the show. Um, and that's why my voice sounds the way it does, and that's probably why I'm a little bit cranky. So this whole episode, you know, this, this episode's topic is a rainy day. And I've been feeling a bit under the weather as if it's been raining on me. For days. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this all a publicity stunt? Are you actually not sick? You yeah. just you're feigning sick for just, the purpose of the rainy day topic. I'm just shilling for NyQuil. <laughs> if you're feeling under the weather on a rainy day, go out and buy yourself some NyQuil. Get a good <laughs> night's sleep. Wake up and listen to Rhythm and Pixels. The video game music podcast? You'll be glad you did. <laughs> Actually, I take Nike. I wake up feeling like hungover. It's just don't drink Nyquil or listen to Rhythm and Pixels while driving. Oh no, 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 never! Don't, don't do that. But you can take Nyquil and listen to the show. I'm sure it'll be an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I want you to do things, but want you to feel better. Um, So yeah, this week on the show, we're listening to Rainy Day music. All tracks on this week's show. We are a video game music podcast, after all. Have been chosen by our listeners and by our Patreon members. And this episode is live streamed. I'm pointing at our camera. Purnell's making a face. I do make faces. To our Patreon members. Uh, for members of our Patreon at all levels, get access to a monthly live stream where we record the episode for you. And I, you can have to hang out in the chat. We make jokes and chat, and it's a lot of fun. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to keep cutting Purnell off. Go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. Let me get it out. It's nightquill.com slash rhythm and pixels. Get 30% off your next order. Okay, Purnell, what do you have to say? I was just going to say that crap um, that I actually am slightly ashamed of myself because I was talking to, to Chris Wisner earlier about, the like, about the show and the topic in general. I was like, man. I really was under the impression that it would be hard for people to come up with good rainy day tunes. I don't know why I thought that. I'm not sure what the heck's going on with There's me. So lately. many. We got we got more submissions than we ever have. We got a ever. ton, a ton of fantastic stuff. We like, got submissions AF. Submissions all field day, son. Now what I gotta say about that <laughs> is obviously we can't pick every track that comes in. Though a part of me is starting to think that it might not even be a bad idea to like maybe like mixtape some of the extra ones just to have them like as available, but just because we received a lot of good music and we can't play it all, but I want everyone to know 
that every track that comes through, we read all the testimonials and we listen to all the jams. We do. And it's something to be it's something nice about the fact that we'll sit there. Can we do it individually? We're not like in a room like collaborating. It's literally we're on our we're on our own personal spaces doing this. Yeah. And having to go, crap. Well, I have this track mm. and I have this track. One of them has to go. One of them has to live. One of them <laughs> has to die. And how no, do I no, sir, no, how do no, I decide? No, no. None you, of the like, tracks none of the tracks die. They just get cut. <laughs> hey, be careful saying that. Got me a restriction on Facebook. All right, persona, you're cut. <laughs> oh my God, that, right. I really forget Game that. Fan forty four, you're cut. No, she's not cut. Je- Jess, you're cut. Nope, we my, traded Pokemon, so my, she can never be tears. cut. I love your hustle, but you're cut. No, we traded Pokemon. <laughs> she can never be cut again. She is officially a oh, uh, rhythm and you trade. You trade Pokemon with Pernell, your family. You are family, like yeah. Olive Garden. <laughs> The Olive Garden is your family? Oh, just like Olive Garden. You're family at Olive Garden. You're family with Rhythm and Pixels game playing. I walk into the Olive Garden, everyone's like, hey, it's Rob. Thanks for coming back. Will you, have the, will you have the infinite breadsticks and salads again, sir? Clearly I can't because otherwise I would never leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This is a great opening. <laughs> I sound so dumb every time I laugh now because I kept trying to keep from, from coughing. That's so part of the keep, fun. So I just keep going. <laughs> so this is essentially the get Rob to shoot milk out of his nose episode. <laughs> Could be. Um, we have a lot of great, like really chill tracks this episode. Um, a lot of great picks. And, we, and later on in the show, we're going to have a quiz Dun-dun-dun. all about water in video games. What? And you can play it at home. There's 10 questions. Pernell's going to answer them all correctly because I didn't make it that hard. And he's also a brilliant mind. Who knows water in video games. You, know, you just know video games. Ten out of t- one out of five. You're like, like, oh, yeah. Five I, out of ten, too I much water. I played that game once in 1997. Worst Pokemon ever. Too much water. <laughs> too much water. I can't believe that. Squirtle, nah, you're out. You're cut. Too much water. <laughs> Blastoise, you somehow made it in because we didn't catch you before you evolved. <laughs> we like you. You're cool. Yeah. Squirtle with the shades, you can stay. I'm so, you in, you were innovative. You innovated your Pokemon image. And I'm, we feel, love I'm feeling pretty loose today. <laughs> well, that's because you took NyQuil, I guess. I didn't take NyQuil. I took Guafinescent and something else. I, I can't pronounce that. Guafinescent. Mucanex. Yeah, Guafinescent. You've had Mucanex. I've had Mucanex. You've had Mucanex? You didn't even <laughs> pronounce it right. I've Rob Cobb's taking a drink. And see, that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I, Honestly, one of my pet peeves was... On the Legacy Music Hour, um, Brent would continue to record even though he sounded horrible and he would like um, uh, blow his nose on the air. And I found it disgusting, so I couldn't listen but to it. But it's natural. So I'm going to make sure all that is cut out of the episode. No! It's but all you, natural. All of you Patreon members, you get, you get it unfiltered. But it's all natural. That's all not, snotty. That is not what we want to be promoting. <laughs> Sure we do. Unless it's your thing. I'm not trying to shame you. And anybody remember, always be yourself. Always. Even if that means you're sick and blowing snot all over the place. Yeah. We love you more. Yes. Be yourself. <laughs> despite your illness. <laughs> all right. Guess what? It's a, it's an even numbered episode. <laughs> I realized I left a lot in. I didn't I did a very bad job editing of last week's episode. And I actually started the episode with saying I really robbed it up. <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you something. This is funny. So yeah, Margaris goes. Oh, yeah, so yeah, every time up? Rob coughs, take a drink, and then, <laughs> and Keeper goes. Purnell drinks for us, and I'm sitting there with my 
Mio infused water. I'm like, I don't think me drinking this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, and when I run out, I'm going to be just, you know, goggling yeah, air. So the, new, the new studio, the bathroom is right behind me. So we can just more water. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, so this is an even numbered episode. This is the topic is rainy days. Rainy we got days. a we got a uh, track suggestion from GameFan44. We got a number of track suggestions from GameFan44, but one that I absolutely... Thank you for all of them, by the way. Oh, they're all great. They're all great, but guess what? I could not let one slip by without playing it on the show because I absolutely love the game Dust Force. Ooh, child. Soundtrack is by Lifeformed, and the track that she chose was Swimming While It Rains. back you are listening to this jam i love this music so much this is from the game dust force i played it on the xbox 360 i know it was on a couple other i systems. think i did too definitely on the pc it was composed by life formed um the whole soundtrack is is on par with this is there's there's really no track that's super high energy you know what i mean yeah it's a very well that's kind of funny because we were saying earlier um let me see like um, Jess was said that the game looks fun and wholesome, and while the game, I, I have, it's like I like the game, but I have difficulty calling it either fun or wholesome. I think it's so much fun. So, 
Um, well, there's a reason why I said it. It's uh, not. Oh, it's I'm, because like I'm not trashing you, the game. Cursing at the game. Because I'm cursing at the game. Yeah. Okay. Like you ever play one of those games where you do speed runs, which means you have to hit like you know accurate, perfectly precise platforming, and you just have these moments where like, you jump in just the wrong way, which throws <laughs> off your time, which is now you can't hit the enemy. Yeah. It's going to give you the boost to get to the next platform. This game is riddled with stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's all that way. So, um, you are running through the stage. Um, you are. You can choose from between four different um, janitors. Essentially, there are, there are mystical janitors with magic brooms. Um, every stage is very geometrically shaped, like with lots of angles and slopes, and covered in whatever dirt is of that area, like leaves or um, Pol- like muck. Yeah, pollutants or something like that. And you have to run over. As you run over it, you're sweeping it all up and you're cleaning up the world. And yet, the more you clean up, you're building up a gauge that lets you go faster. And eventually, you build up a gauge. You can do a super move that cleans out the whole stage, mm-hmm. or a whole screen. The whole screen, right? So um, the idea is is that you're supposed to do these stages as fast as you can, and as as uh, as what's the word for like doing it? Anyway, you're supposed to do it really fast <laughs> and efficiently. E- efficiently. Thank you, Nyquil. You're supposed to do it as efficiently, <laughs> do it as efficiently as possible, and you earn ranks on it. The game was originally created to be a platforming game. We had with, bosses and everything. With bosses, and mo- the bosses are still in the game. They're just not named anymore. So you fight them. Yeah. So uh, this world has creatures with that filth has corrupted them, and so you go through, and you're supposed to clean up the creatures and make them whole again. And that's what you do in this game. Um, and so they kept the bosses and never on at the end of each world of, of, of this game. It's just the story isn't quite there. They they pivoted it when they realized people were having more fun trying to speedrun it, and they just they just were like, all right, let's go all in on a speedrunning, precision platforming type game. And it is hard and fun. And actually, the the main hub world in which you get to different stages is even difficult to traverse. Yep. And Rob's have- over here give me the knock job. He was like, hey, Purdale. You're just weak because you didn't beat the game, even though he beat the game. I'm like, well, first and foremost, my kind of game though. He, I was like, well, the problem is like Rob can beat a game and not be concerned about getting perfect scores. For me, when a game has a ranking system, I have a very hard time leaving a stage uh, beyond getting without getting an A or higher ranking on it. I know, but every game, whether you see it or not, is judging you. But if I can't see it, <laughs> I don't care. Cyber, what was it? Cyber Shadow. Yeah. That game counts your deaths, but it doesn't let you know it's doing it until you've beaten the game. That's how it should be. I don't want to know anything until I'm what done. What was that game that was letting you know how many times you died and you didn't want to play it anymore? Oh, I think it was Celeste. But there's a whole list of them. It was Celeste. Celeste did yeah. it. Like, I got to a point where like I was on like level like World 6 or 7 after replaying the game again after hitting my death count and getting up there like I was like you died eight times or it was like some really low number by world six and I started getting the death counter up because it was a new area of the game I was like I quit I can't do this that's that's awful like having a high death counter means you've played that much more that's it's joy but that's the weird thing I get it it's not and that I I'm happy to die in games I still want to see the number there's something about seeing the number it's not a failure and you're just in your own head now I am in my own head yeah. Like Dark Souls, I die all the time, but I don't know how many times I did. Oh, there's actually a button for that. I should tell you, it's um, oh, it's in that new one, um, Elder Scrolls, uh, Elder Elden Scrolls. Ring, Elden Ring, Elder Elder Elden Scrolls. If if, if you click in R uh, R three and mm-hmm. press the trigger, um, it shows you your death count, like on the top right. Wait, how do you know this? I saw a thing on YouTube. Why did you tell me that? Because you'll do it. No. <laughs> hey, God go. no! I don't want it all many times I've died. It's got to be bad. I made it all up. 
Well, good. I'm glad you <laughs> did because it's horrible. I was trying to ruin games for you. You're trying to ruin my favorite game. Elden Ring is the reason why I can't talk about games I've been playing lately because I'm just playing Elden Ring same thing with and games I'm reviewing. I see, I see members of my family and they're like, oh, what have you been up to? I'm like, Elden Ring. I'm like, okay, cool. And somehow <laughs> people have beaten the game multiple times. I don't understand it. Like, even if you have a ton of time, like, I feel like the game is just too big to complete in a short amount of time. Unless you just skip most of the content. Which at which point I'm like, well, I don't understand why you'd want to do that. That's it's fun to explore the world and find little tiny dungeons and yeah. hang out with jellyfish. That's like one of the coolest things about games is, is is going off on your going off script, finding your own stuff. Oh yeah. I like that. Alright, what's what's your what's your first track that's your own stuff? I'm gonna go with this one because yeah, you didn't I'm, pick these tracks. Huh? You failed. I, I picked every track. <laughs> I picked every track. And I gotta say, I'm almost, I'm kind of sad, but also happy about the fact that my first track came from Hammock. Oh, you're not happy. And you're Hammock, only happy when it rains. <laughs> oh, oh, it rains in this game. <laughs> um, Hammock was very confident in this track. He goes, if I remember correctly, he made a comment like, I got a special one just for this episode. And he submitted it with the definite belief, like, this is going to make the cut. This is going to do it. And I listened to it thinking, eh. I don't think it's going to happen. And that was to it three more times. <laughs> and that's how I knew I had to put it on the show. So this track comes from a game. I've actually, I've heard of the series, but never, not this game, actually. And it's called Jake Hunter Detective Story, Ghost of the Dusk. It was released on the Nintendo 3DS. And the track title is called In the Dusk 3. Composers from this game are Seiichi Hamada, Katsuhiko Nakamichi, and Tomoyoshi Sato. Welcome back mm. to the Jake Hunter Detective Agency 
Jake Hunter's coming Locate to the house. <laughs> the game, Jake Hunter Detective Story, Ghost of the Dusk Ooh, on the Nintendo 3DS. Dusk, the track, turn the lights out. The track title is In the Dusk 3. Composers being Saichi, or Sichi Hamada, mm. Katsuhiko Nakamichi, and oh, Tomoyoshi Sato. Sato, romantic. This guy claims up and down he's sick with scratchy snot throat. You bet. But he's over here rocking some freaking, like, some deep voice nighttime <laughs> detective scrambles. You miss my, if you're a member of our Patreon, you get some falsetto, some, some, a little bit of, a little bit of boys to men. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't, me getting obsessed with the bass at the beginning of this track. That bass, it doesn't come back again. The thing that I, bass is like it's syncopated and it's groovy. All right, go ahead. For me, the whole thing about why, like, I'm glad he says it, and I'll get to that in a second, but the thing that made me gravitate towards this track immediately is that similar to what Hammock's going to say in his testimonial, when I think about rainy days, especially in the context of like video games or media, I think hard-boiled detective agency Nighttime, smoking a cigarette, which I hate, but in the detective context, it's awesome. Smoking a cigarette and there's always ash out in the tray. A dame walks in, she drops her purse on the floor because she doesn't give a crap, and she's <laughs> like, "Hey, I need to, I need a help, I need a private." And he goes, "Well, if the money's right or some random voice," and she gives him the spiel. They go to hit the town. They're shaking down the perps. They're finding out the answers and the clues, and it turns out she set him up all along. He was she was actually in on it the entire time. It's an awesome, awesome trope. I love detective stories. I love horrible detective stories. But let me read about what Hammock had to say because yeah, you come here to hear about what I had to say. You want to hear what Hammock yeah, has no, to no say? Yeah, no, no one's here to listen to you. Bro. Hey, hey, you <laughs> haters, sicky! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so and bad. then you call. That's so sicker. bad. <laughs> when I think of rainy day music, my mind immediately goes to detective games. There's always rain in every good, hard-boiled story. Bam! See, told you. And if there's anything we've learned from detective games, it's that the music is usually excellent. A little nostalgic and timeless, but smooth at the end of the day. Detective Junguji Saburo, a.k.a. Jake Hunter, is a video game detective with an eraser head haircut who solves all sorts of nefarious crimes. But he does it in style because the soundtracks are so, so good. Personally, whenever I bust out my khaki raincoat for some private eye action, Damn. a.k.a. Detective Hammock mode, <laughs> I need jams in my earbuds. Subtle jams, of course. Subtle. I can't get too excited out on the streets or I'll blow my cover. Nobody wants to prematurely blow their cover. That's Hammock. That's our guy. We love him to death. That's so good. With a fantastic testimonial for a fantastic track. I'm, I'm in love with this if, jam. If you love music like this... Or, 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 or yeah, music in this vein. If you like to listen to testimonials like that for every track, listen to KVGM, The Last Wave. Hammock is one of the, the, the greatest podcasters on the planet. I'm saying it right now. I'm not going to disagree. One of the best. With it. He's so good. And um, just just every, the little, little, uh, this little spice he throws on every track. He just comes it's up cool. with this stuff. It's so good. I love it. I, a every time I listen, turmeric. it's like, like, like let's, let's just let's be like, get in the mood. That's nothing about No, he'd be more like vanilla extract. Feel, feel relaxed around hammock. I guess that's what he wants to do. That's right? the spice, isn't it? It's like turmeric, cumin, Co- <laughs> maybe some vanilla extract. Yeah, that's the spice that he throws on every track. I like that cumin and vanilla extract. There we go. Like kind of a half chai. <laughs> a cha. A cha. Right. <laughs> this is a great track. This is so good. All right, we're moving on. So you know what? I I can't let an episode like this go by without. 
a track from Electronic Boogaloo. The electronic <laughs> I swear Boogaloo? all day. I'm like, I'm not going to say electronic. I'm not going to say electronic. His name is Electric Boogaloo. Electronic Boogaloo. You gotta be kidding. <laughs> he picked a track from the game Outrigger for the Sega Dreamcast, composed by Fumio Ito. The track is called Ruins of the Heart. A Dreamcast game picked by Electric Boogaloo. We know we're picking that. Let's go. Dreamcast. Speaking of which, I love that EB put in the Discord chat the Olive Garden when you're here, your family image. Oh, he actually got the image. <laughs> he found the image because it's so true. Oh, I love that. When you're here, you are indeed family. When you're here, you're stuck. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Outrigger. Sega Dreamcast. Ruins of the Heart. Good. It was so good. Oh, oh, and then when the the, the cello came in, it was just it just got better and, and then better. When the jello came in. Mm. Jello, <laughs> jello ohms. Oh, it was like I was like strawberry jello. Oh, that was the track "Ruins of the Heart" from the game out Trigger for the Sega Dreamcast, which had a, a North American release. Apparently, I, I didn't I don't remember this game very well. Uh, composed by Fumio Ito. Holy moly! Holy moly! 
There are no moles in this. You I, am, I am out of moleys. Not a mole to be found. This was so good. This is this is better than it had right to be in the game we just watched, <laughs> which was looked fine. Well, at the time, it was probably top tier. Oh my gosh, that's that was incredible. Oh, so thank I you. If you could jump, it was probably even better. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't jump in that game. No, I'm saying you probably could because I remember like everybody was so obsessed with Goldeneye even at that point in time, and Goldeneye you couldn't even friggin' jump. Yeah, I mean, it annoyed jump. me. Who needs to jump in games? Everyone needs to jump. Uh, first in person games. game, you can't even see your feet. Where are you going? Doesn't matter. I need to be able to jump. That's evasive maneuver. <laughs> This comes from the guy who doesn't appreciate Mega Man's slide. I appreciate the slide. We had a whole debate about this. I just don't appreciate the charge shot. Okay. That's and good. I don't appreciate your attitude. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Right. Jumping in FPS games is a valid act action. I think so. I think probably. You know, I, I, uh, I have yet to be proven wrong, though. We've <laughs> <laughs> all been terrible. <laughs> um, all right. So EB writes to us, electronic, Electric Boogaloo. He writes, I couldn't think of a good testimonial for this month, so I'll be succinct here. Um, Out Trigger, an overlooked arena shooter by Sega's AM2, initially released to arcades, ooh, arcade game, then ported to the Dreamcast during its final months on the Western market. That's probably why I didn't see it. Although I think I was really into the Dreamcast at the end of its life. Um, controls are a bit odd to get used to, thanks to the Dreamcast controller having only one analog stick, but it's actually pretty fun. The soundtrack by Fumio Ito, oh, that's right, of Daytona USA 2 and OutRun 2, is quite good, and this particular track does set the mood for a rainy day. It helps that it plays during a stage where it does actually rain. If anybody has a Dreamcast lying around, it is worth a shot. Oh, man. I just want to listen to this track over and over. And be honest, though, games that the end of the Dreamcast era was probably, probably some of the best in gaming yeah. probably ever because Sega was at a, at a point where they knew they needed to really bust their butt to draw a market share yeah. because... They had lost a lot of goodwill with the Saturn, and people were already expecting the PS2 to come out and beat them, which it ultimately did, unfortunately. But back when they thought they had an actual shot, they were going, I guess they were going balls to the wall in this case. They yeah. were trying to come up with anything that would stick and release it as a game product. And that goes for other companies, too. Like, I feel like back, like currently, something like Cannon Spike would be like par for the course, but back then, Cannon oh, Spike was really it weird. Was, yeah, it was weird. It felt like an arcade game that you wouldn't see in an arcade. You know, and arcades were kind of dying out in America. So you saw a game like that, and you're like, where does this fit? Mm. And it had all these characters you recognized, but you doing things you didn't recognize. And you look at Jet Set Radio, a game that has only had one sequel, and to this very day, people are clamoring for it to come back. And yet, at that time, it just seemed like this really weird premise for a game of futuristic kids skateboarding on anti-gravity skates. And spray painting walls. Yeah, like, spray painting the town red. It just seemed weird. Just spray painting the but town. it's one of the best games ever made, and I'll hold that to the so day different. I die. I mean, it was really one of the first games I saw do the cell shading. And it's just a gimmick. It now, pioneered it. But like it, for me, it was like, wow, they can make a 3D game look this 2D. good. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it looked better than them trying to do textures or additional polygons. It was like, let's just try to make it look more flat. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. Like, lean into it. All right, put out. Guess what? You are having trouble talking. No. I'm going to talk some more. Oh, I know about this. Do, 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 do. The game, the level that is not the hardest level in Ninja Turtles, even though everyone and their grandma claims it is. Well, we're going to talk about that. Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun. I don't know how many bombs are in the dam. There's probably eight. No, that's okay. We're going to play a game called What the Water Level? <laughs> the Huda Huda? I love how every image is Sonic drowning. You are a monster. <laughs> We're playing what the water level. All right. So what I'm going to do, 
I'm going to tell you the name of the stage. That's the water level. Okay. And you have to tell me the game it's from. Okay, that's risky. I might not be able to do this. <laughs> you got to get it right. I don't know if I'm going to get it right. There's a lot of games with a lot of aqua. And then you got to tell me the, the... And if you get it right, you get bonus point for telling me the system it's on. Okay. okay. All right, so this is what... Oh, and for... <laughs> For every answer, I imaged Google search the name of the game, the word sexy, and deviant art. And so the people of Patreon members who are watching the show can get an eyeful of what these video game you characters are up. I'm not making this up. I'm I, scared. I deleted my history after this. I am very scared. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Here we go. This is what the water level for now. Am I allowed to look at the screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water Dam. Oh, what? the level's actually called Water Dam? Wouldn't that be Turtles 2? Oh, sorry, the Turtles, the Ninja Turtles game for the NES, which I guess technically the level didn't have a name. It was just level yeah, two. Yeah, it was just level two. Yeah. But it was the water dam. That's right, Apple. it was. It was Teenage Mutant. God, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It just looks stupid. Image Google strikes again. All right, well, yeah, one down, one down, one down. That's good, that's good. All right, here we go. Next one. 20,000 Lums Under the Sea. Oh, that's Rayman Legends. Yahoo! Very good. Rayman Legends. Ooh, Rayman Legends. <laughs> uh, for the record, that level had the mechanical dragon boss. Freaking great track. Right. Just play it all. After this is done, you got to put that track on for a minute. Or maybe. I all don't right. know. I think, we, so I think cool. we have played it, but yeah, we'll, we'll play it. <laughs> Sorry, we'll play it on the show. But but pause for, drama. Pause for drama. Yeah, oh my, pause because you can't breathe. <laughs> well, just... So let's just give the listeners a chance to figure this out, too. I can't. Okay, I'll slow down. Water Temple. I don't know. Well, I guess <laughs> I guess a few years ago, I went to visit my cousin over in southwest Virginia, and during my trip down there, we had a really good ice cream and chili from Roanoke. I didn't mean you had to fill the space Roanoke. with more words. I'm so just saying, like, just give I some figure time. when you combine those elements along with the fact that it costs about two fifty nine a gallon of gas to get down there, plus about a six-hour drive, I would say it came from the game Zelda 2 for the NES. But, 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 why'd you click the but? Because you named the game. No, I didn't. I you named the game. I was getting further. Stop it. And you, also, you name a, a game. No, you don't <laughs> click the buttons on my, my final answer. Legend of Zelda Majora's Mac. No. Next, also, going. first of all, wait a minute. No, it's not. The water temple was a Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It was Majora's Mac. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, sure it there was. There was a Zora temple in that game, but it wasn't the water temple. The water temple, the infamous water temple, was a Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. There ain't no... I, I'm fighting that answer to the count. Potato, potato. If I love the fact that I would have actually said Ocarina of Time. You would have put this majority <laughs> mass garbage on the screen, and I would have screamed because that is bulbagugget. If anybody wants to uh, uh, correct me in the chat, you can correct Purnell first, and then they can no, um, no, no, send me a separate that, private nope. email. Ocarina of Time. I'll <laughs> yeah. die on this pedestal. Kristen Game Fan 44 with the backup. Ocarina, Ocarina of, time. of Time. Okay, okay, okay. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. It's didn't, okay. Didn't make a mistake on this one, though. <laughs> Aqua's Ocean. Okay, this one I might not actually know. I've never heard of this. Aqua's Ocean. Also, for the record, it's an ocean, but it's called Aqua's Ocean. Isn't yeah. that kind of redundant? Well, you know, video games aren't always, you know, lit, like fine literature. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Aqua's Ocean. I might have to throw this because I don't even. No, 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 no. Give, give a good guess. You can, you can probably puzzle out maybe like this, like the this, the type of game it's from. What? No, Come I on. can't. A game with an ocean in it? <laughs> it could be anything. Not like it. Can, it could be Puyo Puyo. The the ocean stage. Puyo Puyo. I'm not like the literal, but I'm saying like, come on. 
What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. Like, I never heard of this. All right, you giving up on that one? Yeah, I have to. Cause I, that doesn't mean, don't This'll be your second one that's wrong. No, it'll be my first one that's wrong. <laughs> Take that to the bank. To the money bank. Star Fox 64. Okay, I don't even feel bad about that. There I played go. through Star Fox 64 one time. Correction. I played through each route one time, and then just <laughs> played the dog fights over and over again. So I have very little memory of Star yeah. Fox 64. Check out Star Fox. He's looking good. See, Jeff, Triple Jeff said freaking uh, Echo the Dolphin. So it wasn't just me that was like, what the heck? Okay, okay. And they probably had um, some overlap. All right. Seaside Kingdom. This is another one I'm like, Seaside what? Kingdom. The Seaside Kingdom. So now I'm th- now I'm now I'm double now I'm double guessing myself or, or triple triple jeffing myself because <laughs> I I don't know Seaside Kingdom <laughs> Seaside Kingdom. So this is too like Seaside Kingdom. Ah my God, that's not right. I thought you were gonna get these. I'm not gonna get this one because like, the right star is splashed out. I didn't put that in. Oh man, I, was yeah like, yeah. That's, is that is that, oh is, what? No, that's <laughs> not splashed. It's like they had like a different, they had a specific planet name, but I don't remember the planet's name. You gonna give up on this one too? I have to. All I right. have to. Here we go. We got it's Mario Odyssey. Seaside. Go back Kingdom. to that level name again. Can you back or is it like I can't get back? It's a one. It's a one way street. The seaside. Seaside that Kingdom. Makes sense because they were like all they were all kingdoms. Cause it was the Metro Kingdom, and then like the Forest Kingdom. <laughs> Another case of a game where, like, oh, that's also hilarious. Yeah, yeah, very generic well, games. Like, I played through the game, beat Bowser. The game's like, here's a bunch of more more moons. I'm like, well, what do you unlock with the moons? Garbage. And I was like, well, I don't really want to do it anymore. So I stopped. But at the same time, up until that point, Mario Odyssey was a gem of an experience. <laughs> I just was sad that the unlocks, like, the unlocks for getting the moons was kind of meh. So I, that was Nintendo saying that it's all about the journey, not the destination. That's right. And I disagreed in that instance. Man, you just count how many times you died. All right. Up next. Hey, what? Mount Kazai. Fudge, I hate you. I'm, I'm having, this is actually the first quiz you've ever given wow. where I'm getting wrecked. I thought for sure you were going to nail every one of these. Water levels and games, man. You know how traumatic those you're, are? You're going to drop an Oscar Mayer natural all over this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Mount Kazai. It's a moment. <laughs> it's a my only fans. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Wisner. Thank you for that joke. I just wish I could use that to stall for time as I followed up what the heck Mount Kazai was because I'm trying to think about it. Piece it together. This. Piece it together. I'm Probably trying to. It's not like I, because I couldn't like, like show you an image of the stage and then we just give it away. So Mount Kazai. What the hell game would that even be? Like... Mount okay. Kazai. K-A-Z-A-I. Could you give me one clue? Because I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game I might have played like once and didn't even complete yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's an RPG. It's an RPG. Yeah. And it's got a mountain in it. Yeah. Okay. I'll narrow it down. Sega RPG. Sega RPG. Skies of Arcadia, then. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yahoo! Right. Yeah, there it is. Skies of Arcadia. Because I know you like that game. I love that game. I love that game for, for all of its flaws. <laughs> It, what flaws did they have aside from the over the hype, the stupid enemy encounter rate, and how yeah. slow the ship went? Those two things. Oh, that those stretched the game out flaws. forty hours longer than it needed to be. It really did. But I was, it was a, I mean, it came out at a perfect time in my life to put that much time. <laughs> I feel like that's, if they if they re-release this game and fix those things, yeah, it would be a gem of a yeah. The, um, the the Chrono Cross remake has a fast forward button. The controls are still terrible, and it's still like is all herky jerky, like like glitchy. Mm-hmm. But you can fast forward through like the slow battle scenes, so it's actually pretty uh, but makes you, a mix up for it. But then you can hear that rocking battle theme. No, 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 no. Actually, it, it plays all the music at normal speed, but it speeds everything else up. Interesting. Yeah, it's okay. really nice. So it doesn't like it's not like a fast forward rewind type thing. He has a slow down button too. I don't know why you would ever want to use that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, uh, Coral Capers. Coral Capers, Pernell. Okay, that one I should know. That's like Donkey Kong Country. I'm sticking with that. The alliteration. Right, so I'm going to wait for the final answer now. That's my final answer. That's, my that's, alliteration gives me the impression that could be Donkey Kong Country. All right, all right. that is Donkey Kong Country. Okay, Yahoo! all right. I've been a sucker for alliteration lately. Now, not all of these are deviant art uh, pieces of art here, but you know. Donkey Kong is jacked. It does get better. Yeah, he's jacked. This anyway, let's move on. Um, World 2 2. World 2 2. <laughs> this is Super Mario Brothers. I hate everything. The first one specifically. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. Which the very Super first Super Mario Brothers game. Yes, because that's the first water level in the game. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's the Yahoo! first Super Mario Brothers. Oh, Christ. That's an image that I don't want to see ever again. I don't know. That's pretty cute. I don't know. Peach is the Super Mario Brothers 2 Peach, and then those two are just, I don't even know where they're coming from. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, their overalls are coming off a little bit, but they are jacked. They shouldn't be that jacked. The, yeah. whole, the whole joy of the Mario Bros. is that they're like middle-aged men who are normal, but just for some reason in the Mushroom Kingdom, they have extra-level hops. I mean, if, if, the, if that was on the package, I'd be hooked on the plumbers. All right, moving on. <laughs> plumbers! Plumbers! Uh, Meridia. Oh, we... I want to see if the people in the chat get it, but I already know this one. M A R I D I A Meridia. I feel like it should be spelled with an E, but it's been a while. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I copied the piece of that one right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write this letter in the air so you know that I got it before anyone in the chat gets it. But I want them to guess. Look at my finger so you know what I'm drawing. He drawing? Yeah, you got that right. So I want to see if other people <laughs> try to guess <laughs> yeah, it. You real know quick. what? Don't use that finger with me ever again. Wag, wag, wag. <laughs> I know what finger you used. All right, I think it's been enough time. I'm not sure what the latency is for this, but I'm going to go with it. This should be Super Metroid. Yeah, video and audio are the same. Are the oh. same latency. Yeah, the same uh, delay. Super Metroid, you are correct. Now, okay, yeah. I didn't want to... The Google search on... People are obsessed with Samus to the degree that, like, I can't stand it. And that was like... What do you mean? Like, Samus is a great character. No, 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 no. The artwork of, like, the fan art. Oh, oh, Samus. They, people need to get over this, all right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we found a tall blonde character in a video game. Let's draw our sexy. Oh, well, that's human, that's human nature. <laughs> there's, there's plenty also, of, like, I'm a she's six foot three. I'm yeah, slightly taller than Samus. She is six three. Also, I'm jealous of her weight because she's muscular, but she only weighs 198 pounds at six three. I'm six seven, and I weigh like 260. I am envious of her. Samus is nearly six feet tall. It weighs almost two hundred pounds. That, that man, I don't know how she does it. Solid, solid. All right, next up, World Seven Two. The hell? Yeah, World Seven Two. That would have water. Yeah. World Seven Two. You know, it's, you know, it's an older style game. Not necessarily, but I can go with you on that. Okay, it's a retro game for now. It's a retro game on the NES. It's a retro game. It's not Mario 3, because Mario 3, that's pipeline. That wasn't underwater. Also, there'd be a whole island world you could have used if it was that. Maybe uh, I'm going to look this up again. Also, what? World <laughs> 7-2. What the heck? <laughs> you don't even know what it is. World 7-2. That's like the Vegas mess. 7-2. Oh, yeah, it's a water stage. But in 7-2, in Pipe World? So it actually was Pipe World. Yep, it is Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, I'll be damned. I'm like, so first of all, I'm laughing Look because I... Look at man in the frog suit. I'm laughing because I made that my guess, but then said there's no way you would have picked Mario 3 when the entire island world is there. You just ignored it. <laughs> I know I did. There's an entire world devoted to water, and you choose Pipeland, the level least known for water, in the game. Yeah, well, you know, you died anyway. 
No, I know. <laughs> oh, mercy. That's a darn shame. Hey, Solis is here. Hey. Hey, hey. Solis. Also, God, shame to get stuff. I'm going. You're going. I'm going to take that. I'm going to go home, yelling out in the street. This man picks Pipe World before Island World for a water stage. What the heck, Rob? I don't even know anymore. You get the frog suit for the first time in the Island World. <laughs> the, whole, the whole point of the suit is for swimming. It's useless on land. Yes. And you pick the Pipe World. I mean, like. I just wanted to test your video game knowledge. Now I want to go back and play Super Mario Bros. If 3. If you don't know, now then you know. I guess I don't know my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back and play that. Now, I've been on this real weird <laughs> kick about wanting to play retro games. Maybe that was right on the tip of my nose. And I should just go back and revisit Super Mario Bros. 3. Maybe. maybe I always maybe you should go back and revisit your life. Hey, hey, Mario was a major, major point of my life. He's, he's part of what made me the man I am today. All right, all right. Man. That's why I'm able to stomp out mushrooms with such precision. You hate mushrooms. What yeah, is it? That's what is right. It mushrooms? That's right. I don't get Thank it. Thank you, Mario. <laughs> well, correction. I like some mushrooms. They give me power, and I hate other mushrooms. I stomp them out. Wow. All right. Uh, what's your next track? All right. Let me see. If I were to look at another track, because I got a little sidetracked by <laughs> the madness that is taking place in yeah. your quiz. Special. Madness or or perfection. Yeah, I don't want to go that far. Yeah. I'm not going to blow your head up. All right. <laughs> the next track I'm going to pick comes from Musashi219, Chris Wisner, the wise guy. And oh. this was a last-minute submission that, quite frankly, oh, God. I was like, okay, I think I'm settled. And then this came through. I'm like, well, here comes another hour of listening to music in the office that people are going to hate me for. But <laughs> they didn't because this track is that good. This comes from the game Silent Hill 3 on the PlayStation 2. Um, it's called Breeze and Monochrome Night, and it's composed by Akira Yamaoka.
There is another reason to fill your heart with hatred. It must be this way. One day you will understand why. You must try to remember me. Welcome back. You were just listening to a Silent Hill 3 track titled Breeze and Monochrome Night in a Kiriyamaoka joint. Um, this was composed by the person I just mentioned, and it was submitted by Chris Wisner, Musashi219, the wise guy. And I I was amazed that I didn't recognize this track because I have a, I have a fondness for Silent Hill 3. But I also now realize that I didn't give it enough attention, probably because I blocked it out after you know a memory that I'll bring I'll bring up shortly. Um, but I want to read the testimony before I get too off the rails on this thing. Silent Hill Three is like burned into my mind. Loved it. Well, get back to that. We gotta have we gotta hash this out. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. First, hash it out. What did the what did the wise guy have to say? He goes, "Rainy days are great, but what about rainy nights?" Rainy nights driving drives into the fog, and suddenly you're lost in a place that feels both foreign yet familiar. The smell of petrichor replaced by an odor of smoke and ash. You see something moving in the mist and decide to get closer. I love Akira Yamaoka's soundtracks for the Silent Hill series, as they're often the perfect blend of ambient, noise, industrial, and even dark rock. What was especially great about Silent Hill 3, however, is that the game actually came with the OST on CD at the time of release. I'm picking Breeze in Monochrome Night as it's my favorite track from the entire game series, and it does a fantastic job of highlighting the mood of the games. Echoing guitars, hypnotic piano melodies. It's an eerie maze that once you're lost in it, why would you ever want to consider leaving? Well, because of the beasties for one. Oh well, yeah. But I love this OST, and this track is a bop. Not so much a bop, more as a sway. It's a great sway. Um, but I never finished this title because I. This was probably one of the first instances of Pernell getting beat over the head by hard mode. But oh, yeah. I did get to the very end of the game. So, unlike most other games I can think of, Silent Hill 3 had it two different difficulty slots. You had a difficulty for the action. I put hard for that, and that likely made it so that I found less bullets on my playthrough and enemies took more shots to oh, kill, which yeah, was a, a lot, problem. A lot of running around. A lot of running. And then the other difficulty was for the puzzles. You could determine how hard you wanted the puzzles to be. And on the hardest difficulty, some of the puzzles required you to do research off the game. Like, I remember one required you to have gen actual knowledge of Shakespearean plays. Yeah, yeah. Not just the titles. They're just, like, expecting you to, like, know the content of some of the, like, the information. That's good. One puzzle I remember having to go look up, like, look up bird-watching, like, videos or, like, look up stuff on birds and, like, to figure out like, the actual species oh, of different birds. It was back. a lot of fun. I want to go back and try this one again. So tell me, like, why, like, why, why, why are you unhappy? So like I Why are you unhappy Well, well let me sit uh, you down. I need more money. Um, but the other reason is because in the game proper, um, th there weren't any shops, so money wasn't an issue. But there was an issue with ammunition. And on the very last boss of the game, this and Resident Evil Coveronica are the only two instances where this occurred where I actually did not have enough ammunition to shoot the boss to death. You could switch to melee weapons, but at least back then, the boss on hard mode was not one I could take out with a melee that weapon. That happened to me. Um, Shattered Memories. Is that what's called? Shattered Shattered Memories. Um, I'm not sure if you played that one. No. Did you ask the one where it was like more of like a psych test? 
it was a retelling of the first game, and it wasn't no, really action no, based. No, no, no. It was, it was. I think it was a PSP game they ported to the PS2. You had a PSP? No, I played the PS2 version. Oh, you saw Silent yeah. Hill Origins. Origins, where you had to pick up objects like TVs and stuff. Yes, yes. I got to the end of that game. And all I had was like a typewriter. <laughs> I had to like hit the boss with a typewriter. You played as Travis. Yeah, he was a trucker. He was a trucker. He was a truck driver. Choo choo. Wait, all wrong, American. wrong vehicle. No, it was um, it was good. It was good. I was just really bad at it. I want to say Silent Hill Three was where it, it asked you, like during the game, like if you died once or twice, like did you want to go on? Did you want to change mode? And I'd be like, I was like, oh, you know what? Like I'm having a hard time. I'll change the mode for this one spot. I feel like it couldn't have been that game because if that was the if Silent Hill Three was the one that did it, I would have beaten the boss because they would have like you want to jack this down to easy. I'd be like, yes, God, no, you, you you know what to beat the last no. boss on a lack of ammo. Yes, I would uh, have. Yeah, probably would have. But like, it wasn't a skill issue; it was a resource. Maybe issue didn't at that ask point. later on, but I asked when we played early in the game, and I was like, maybe it was Silent Hill Two. Someone someone could remind me what it was on on the chat. But I played. We me and Christy were playing through it. I was getting my butt handed to me hard. And it said, do you want to change modes? And I thought, I'll just change it to easy for the spot, you know? If they're asking me to change the mode halfway during the game, then, like, maybe they could change it back. I couldn't change it back to normal. So I was stuck on easy mode for the rest of the game. That's how it should be. If you switch it down for one segment, that's basically like saying, you know, maybe you just want to stick with it. That's, that's it's, a bad idea. It's hard to say. I do feel, I take that bet. I do feel like it does make sense because I remember Bravely Default, there was a vibe where... I had moments where I was like, I, not even moments. It was a point where the game made you replay chapters over and over and over again to get to the actual ending of the game. Yeah. And the only way I could actually deal with it without losing my marbles was by setting <laughs> it to easy mode for all the repeated chapters. And then when I got to the actual new content, I switched it back to hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing through Detroit Become Human. I got to put that back in. But um, the, uh, the beginning of the game, it asks you if you want to put it on like a story mode. And in that mode, it's a little bit, the quick time events are a little bit easier. And there's no danger of the characters dying. So, but if there's danger of the characters dying, mm -hmm. then there's actually more things that can't happen in the game. And so I convinced Christy to leave it on. I know she didn't want to do that because that kind of pressure is hard. Mm -hmm. But like knowing that at any time a character can die and a completely different game can play out is so fascinating to me that I was like, we got to play it this way. That's something cool. I mean, that's. I mean, I feel like I get that, and that's actually part of the coolest elements of that game. But at the same time, I do get the vibe of like, but I like that character. I don't oh, I want him to die. What was it like? There's a number of games that do like, uh, at, until dawn did that, and I didn't want anyone to die, so I broke my neck to keep every <laughs> character alive. But before we move on, I want to make sure I get this laid out too, because Triple Jeff hit me with a with a whammy spot. He goes, oh, we call him Triple Jeff. <laughs> he goes, resource management is a skill, Pernell, and I gotta say. It is a skill. I'm not refuting that. What I am saying is if I resource my way through the entire game and the final boss, I'm losing to them not because I can't evade or whatever, just because I literally ran out of bullets. And the only thing preventing me from seeing the end and not repeating like a 10-hour game, which for me at the time it was like a 10-hour game, is just sucking it up and going, you know what, scale it back so you can actually do enough damage. I'm going to take the whammy. Like... I accept I failed resource management at hard <laughs> mode on Silent Hill 3 because the last balls took me for a loop. But resource management, someone posted online that there was a, a secret ending or a different or, or multiple endings to Wilmot, Wilmot's Warehouse. What? And I think he posted like, there's an ending to Wilmot's Warehouse? And like, yeah, apparently there's like an ending that's like supposed to be really, really good. I assume the ending would be if you fulfill all the tasks they give you because they're actually get their structured tasks. Like I'm assuming once yeah. you've gotten every object that you can have shipped in the warehouse, loaded into the warehouse. You probably you probably have to load yourself. 
<laughs> that would be great. I would, I would he could deliver that. to a new home. Yeah, it seems like it's like natural. It's like, oh, of course, that's what that's what I would do. I would stick my, I would sit in the um, in the warehouse, next to the rows and rows of other me's, and wait for the next person to play. Which from but speaking of which, I can say I have gotten better at resource management over the years. Maybe maybe Silent Hill Three was the the, the, the shock yeah, I needed. But I you've been too good at resource management. That is true. Perdell doesn't use anything now. It's become a running joke on SML even. Someone's reviewing a completely unrelated game to me. They mentioned, like, skill point spending, and they just out of nowhere goes, well, I guess that means Purnell's going to be in a bit of a tissy. He doesn't want to spend his skill points. Like, I that's love, right. I want to see at the end of one of these RPGs, just, like, instead of a credit scroll, just a scroll of every item that you held on to that you didn't use. That's right. And how, and how long you held on to it. That's right. And uh, now that's where I'm at. So now I became Inefficient. I went from being rough at resource management to being too good at resource management. It. All right, we're going to switch things up to a different different style of rain here. Um, our listener Jess uh, sent in some tracks, a few different tracks, because nothing she says nothing says making it rain like hitting it big at the casino. <laughs> so um, let's go Cuphead. Let's go Cuphead. We're gonna listen to Cuphead. This is the King's Court. It's on the PlayStation Four and a bunch of other systems. Track, the King's Court. Here we go, dude. <laughs>
Um, we're back. You are listening to The King's Court from the game Cuphead. And that was picked by our listener, Jess. Thank you very, very much for picking this track. Much, much more up-tempo from everything else we've been listening to. She says, nothing says making it rain like hitting it big at the casino. I saw the trailer for Cuphead and knew I had to play it. I love watching old cartoons from that era they emulated in Cuphead, and I love music from that time period as well. When it finally came out for PS4, I eagerly awaited for it to go on sale, and once I started playing it, I was all about. Oh, I did in my free time until I finally beat it. Sorry. <clears throat> How do they pack so much charm into one game? The visual style and the music is incredible. As a lover of great boss fights, imagine my pleasant surprise when I discover that the game is mainly just boss fights without any of those pesky levels getting in the way. <laughs> That's what I hear. Um, the second to last level is an epic boss parade in the Devil's Casino. There's a giant cigar, a stack of poker chips, a roulette wheel, and more. And the bosses you fight are chosen by a dice roll. On top of everything else about I love about this game, I also work in a casino. So this is the pent ultimate level really hit home for me. Oh. Hopefully, you, have you che- um, Jess, have you checked out the cartoon yet? Because I can tell you. Oh, yeah. There's a cartoon on Netflix, right? Yeah. Like. It's got mixed opinions from different people. I personally feel like even though it doesn't like hit any high stakes or anything, I think it's a I think it's a good cartoon. It cuts it carries the art style very well. It carries the musical um, tempos very well, and it doesn't take itself seriously in the slightest. It I feel like it does a very good job of replicating like cartoons from that era, only with actual full blown color. So. So, I've been a fan of the show. Like, I, hope all, it, I hope it gets a season two. It's all noodly and, and silly though, which is cool. I yeah. do find it funny that Cuphead's voice—he sounds like, like him and Mugman sound like they're like they're racketeers. Like, eat it, Mugman. Of course. Where you going there? I love that. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I don't know that Cuphead. <laughs> I should watch that. <laughs> that sounds up my alley. It's good. It's a good cartoon, I think. All right, Pranel, what's your track? I should have probably prepared for that. Sorry, I'm kind of rushing through a little bit. I understand. Well, I actually do have it, so in your face, oh, Booger Bandito. <laughs> um, Call me that. <laughs> this comes from the game Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, and it was chosen by our listener and friend oh, Curly Kevin. Love it. Um, this is the track Forgotten Shade, and it is composed by Michiro Yamane.
Welcome back. You are not drinking Pedialyte, but nope. you are listening to <laughs> Bloodstained Ritual of the Night track title Forgotten Jade. This game was released on a crap ton of consoles. Let's just go with, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. There you go. I think it got steamed too, though. Anyway, this was composed by Michiro Yamane and submitted by listener Curly Kevin. Good pick, Kevin. Good Very pick. Very good pick. I love the music from this game. It's so good. I just need to get back to playing the game and ignoring the farming. That's all I need to do. And hopefully it got patched to the point where the Switch version is a janky mess. But I digress. What did Kevin have to say about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night Forgotten Jade? Let's find out. I played this game last weekend with a new character, Aurora, from the game Child of Light. I had a good time with this title, and the topic reminded me that there is a track that fits the rainy day theme that was proposed for this episode. It's nice, slow, quiet, and plays in an underground area filled with water that a player needs to swim through. Goes with the theme of rain, doesn't it? I've enjoyed this game very much, and have also started playing the game as the character Bloodless, one of said game's villains. To play as her, you have to name your save file Bloodless in bold uh, letters. Cool. Hope you all enjoy the track and have a great evening. And at the end, he also says, thanks again for all you do, and I hope to be on this week's stream. Oh, um, that's very nice. It's very appreciated. And I think they're on the stream, right? I don't think so. I don't think you were able to make it. Oh, that's too bad. But, but it's okay. There's killer, always killer pick. Loving this pick. Um, yes, uh, there is a Symphony of the Night connection here because... This is um, Michiro Yamane, who composed for Symphony of the Night and for uh, the Genesis Castlevania game, which was called... Pernell, help me... Say that one more time. The, 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 the Castlevania game for the Genesis. Oh, Bloodline. Bloodlines. Yeah, which is awesome. Such a good soundtrack. I want to say the guy's name was like was it Eric Lacard, the one that had the, the spear. Oh, it's like, he didn't compose this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the composer, Eric Lacard. Yeah, yeah. Of course, when I was like, younger, I was like, oh, you can play as a... It's a Castlevania game. On the non-Nintendo console, I'm super stoked about that. And then <coughs> you have a, a, a Belmont character, or at least a, a protagonist, that didn't have a whip. And he was awesome. He was awesome. That Honestly, Blood Bloodlines was such an underappreciated game. It did some crazy effects with the with the graphic style. Oh, yeah, yeah. The last level to this day was probably my favorite because you had to walk upside down on the ceiling, and you had to walk forward. And there was like, these like weird like shambling robot people. It was well, and, and just like um, Super Castlevania for like, I feel like they really took some directions. Like they went in a completely different direction with the music. Like, of course, they brought back like, yeah, they they brought back like some of like the classics, and they they played like Vampire Killer and had arrangements of that. But each game had its own like kind of almost jazzy style to it. If I'm not mistaken, one of the most well composed or regularly remixed tracks from the franchise originated in that game. Um, the name is eluding me. It's like Sunken Palace or like... A oh, and, and this in Castlevania 4? And No, in Bloodlines. Oh, Bloodlines. It was in Bloodlines. I, I can't remember the names of any. It was stage right two. I know that. Okay. <laughs> but it was... It, was it a sounds really familiar, and I bet I liked it. But you know, Michiro Yamane is such a powerhouse of composition. Um, and, and I love that you know she's still in music. I mean, she did so much of Bloodstained, and um, I, I, I would like to know what else she's been working on. I have to double check. Look. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot because this is a VGM podcast. I should know I, this. <laughs> I want to. I'm trying to speculate if she was the one who did like the like like the title theme for like was it like maybe Shovel Knight or something? Not the double. Oh check. no no no! That's a, that's a, oh maybe it was. I don't think it was though. But maybe it was. Unless we'll find uh, out. I have to find out. Asi, 
Let me see. Maybe EB has got it. He'll, he'll come in for clutch. Oh, EB coming clutch. But <laughs> Brado's got with plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Oh, no, he's posting gifts. No, that's, <laughs> no, but that was the perfect gift. Yeah, it was a perfect gift. Brando. <laughs> oh, we also have a um, a Discord um, server. Discord server is open to everybody. It's a it's a free for all fun house of, of jokes and video game music, food, folks, and fun without the McDonald's. But there is a um, a a channel that is just for Patreon members, which is really just for the, the live stream. So if you want to get on that, all, again, all levels of Patreon can get into that stuff. Well, any, obviously, even if you don't do any that. progress there, Pernell. Progress with what? Okay, moving on. What are you, what are you looking for? What's happening? One of the extra composers of Shovel Knight. Oh, I didn't dig. I was assuming we'd find out on the next break. You're going to find it? You dig? We'll find out on the next break. You know what? I'm going to turn this track down and find a new new co-host. Hey, hey you. <laughs> ain't ain't replacing me. I'm ta- I'll take the chair with me. Yeah. The triple, triple P? That's the, right. The triple P. <laughs> triple P. <laughs> Pedialyte. <laughs> Pernell. Pernell Pedialyte, Pedialyte. Power. And the PSP. No, that's a lot of P's. That's a, it's the it's tri- triple PSP. <laughs> there you go. That's a little better. All right, we're getting to the part of our show that we call the bonus round. That's not the triple bonus round, is it? Bonus round. No, it's triple bonus round. Oh, okay. Bonus round. Triple. Bonus. Try. Round. Times three. Are we doing like a stream of consciousness like exercise here? Quite possibly. I can't think of anything but mucus. Mucus. <laughs> <laughs> the mucal round. There we go. Um, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play <laughs> covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. Pernell. <laughs> You're suffering. I'm suffering. I know, I, I know. I know. This is what people tune in for. <laughs> All right. So I picked the track uh, from Bedroth. Bedroth, um, from our last week's episode, he submitted uh, two remix tracks. <laughs> We're going to listen to this one. This is the Song of Storms remix from The Legend of Zelda. This is from the uh, YouTube channel Video Game Remixes.
<laughs> Double Jackson Grapefruit. That was the Song of Storms remix by Video Game Remixes, the YouTube page. I wish I knew their names. I don't know their names. That was from, obviously, The Legend of Zelda, obviously. And that was picked by our listener, obviously, Bedroth, obviously. Nothing's obvious for now. Nothing's Everything, obvious yeah. but the day. Everything's new. Anyway. But the hours of the day. Bedroth writes to us, It took a while for me to figure out what I wanted to do, but in the end, I went literal. I couldn't decide between... <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he just like... Is he playing a band? <laughs> What's going on? He's feeling a little wistful with a little, <laughs> little jug band in the background. I reckon this is a track that comes from. I'm just the... doing what I can, man. Um, I just put a little, put a little twang on it. Yeah, a little twang on. Um, <laughs> should I continue or not? Not with the twang. All right, all right. It took a while for me. It's hard to stop. Hold on. <laughs> it's really hard to stop. I, I little twang. It took a while for me to figure out what I wanted to do. But in the end, I went literal. There we go. I got it now. I couldn't decide between <laughs> these two awesome remixes or two specifically rainy tunes, Song of Storms from Ocarina of Time or one of my daughter's favorite tunes, It's Raining Somewhere Else from Undertale. We Obviously, we picked. Obviously, <laughs> we picked the Zelda music. Um, I think both of them speak for themselves. Let's let you dudes pick the ones you like best, though, because nothing says I'm a thoughtful fan like making the hosts of my favorite podcast do extra work. Dude, you wrote a testimonial and picked music for us. You did the work. Pretty much. I was just like, It's appreciated boom. work, mind you. I just spent the day listening to great music and picked the ones I wanted to play on the show. So, it's, love it. This is good news. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I think that's, again, that's probably one of my favorite aspects to why we even do yeah. these Patreon episodes. Because it's kind of started as just like a one-time thing. But what comes to, what comes out of it is that despite, like, I always preach on the show about the best aspect of, like, video gaming is the sharing of the experiences that comes yeah, from they, them. Yeah, a community of experiences. Yeah, yeah and the yeah. music is another aspect of that. Because just as we share music with you guys on the show, it's actually really cool. We're like, hey, here's this topic. I have no idea what you're bringing in. Rob has no idea what you're bringing in. And quite frankly, lots of times you guys surprise the living daylights out of us with some of the selections you put down, games I've never heard of or just haven't played, and it makes me want to go out and buy them, which actually um, Chris Weisner gave us a cool suggestion for a future episode, probably the next Patreon, based around this very idea. But it just makes me want to sit down and play something or learn more about a game because of a track you guys picked for us. Yeah. And it's just, it's a pleasure to listen through all of your tracks, submissions, and yeah, read your testimonials. It's kind of why I like going after um, new topics because it kind of puts us into thinking about music we don't normally have thought about at the time. Mm-hmm. So having a uh, listener suggested show means that we get all this extra influence that influences further topics down the road. Yes. It's great. Um, all right, so what's, what what did you end up picking? Because I saw your name in the in the doc, but I couldn't. I lost it. <laughs> well, this track comes from listener Martyrus. Ah, there we are. Uh, this is a track that, oh my god, it puts you in a relaxation state of relaxation states. Perfect for a rainy day, in my opinion. So I decided to choose it. Um, this is a remix from the game Animal Crossing New Leaf titled 1AM Remix, Ooh. and it is composed or co- re- remixed or covered by. O'Mealy music, name of person being Emily O'Mealy. I like or that. Or O'Mealy. Yeah, like Emily Emily. <laughs> I guess it is Emily O'Mealy. That's cool. I like, I like alliteration. Well, because it's fun.
You're listening to a magical, wonderful jam. <laughs> it's a composition from Animal Crossing New Leaf titled 1AM Remix, mm. covered or composed by Omili Music, named Emily Omili. It's <laughs> a fun name to say. Um, this was submitted by Martyrs, um, and this is what he had to say about a chill track done remixed to an even more chill track. Yeah. This says, a nice, chill, lo-fi remix of 1AM. This track helps you feel relaxed as you watch the stars and moon in the sky, listening to the nocturnal noises of nature and animal. Well, I think most lo-fi music can be a rainy day tune, so there it is. And honestly, I can't deny, I can't disagree. I think this track is really good. It's one of those tracks where it doesn't stand out, and I think that's his intent. It It's meant to be played and just run yeah. definitely because it's supposed, it just to, it's supposed to give you like the mood and less more more about the creating just the mood and, and less about like telling the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm into that. That's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> just <laughs> so, what I'm about. I don't know how much of this is like coming through the microphone, but hey, <laughs> it's, it's Rob Nichols. Hello out there, Radio Land. That was this a good remix. Rob Nichols. I liked I liked the instrumentation. I liked the guitar in that very much. Let me tell you, I, I like talking about you. <laughs> I like. I like the lo-fi kind of hip-hop movement because I really enjoy hip-hop instrumentals to begin with, but I also I, I prefer the instrumentals that sound more like from a 90s sampled thing with like uh, original instrumentation and less like ones where people have like kind of garbled it up and like made it really slow and like everything's really quiet except for the snare drum, which sounds like someone's just tapping a pen really loudly into a microphone. I don't know if anyone listens to lo-fi as much as I do. But. I think there's a lot of people that listen to lo-fi. Yeah. I mean, there are whole channels dedicated to yeah. and, thousands and, of listeners. And, like, and the snare, the snare is on is on track. The snare is there. It's, every, it's on the beat every snare single bear. time. But then like the, every other bit of that, every other piece of that uh, percussion is like wherever the heck they wanted it to go. <laughs> so now I want the snare. But see, I'm thinking about snare, a snare bear. bear, snare. From now on, if I get into a snare drum... If I get on a if I get on a snare dr- on a snare tear, a snare tear with the snare bear, it's gonna be the it'll be the snare care bear. Yes. No, yeah. I only think it's a snare bear as in like the specific care bear. I'm saying they're the whole race, the you, whole species of snare bear. If I get snared by a snare, you call me the snare bear. Your snare bear. I'll give you the snare bear stare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like snare bear snare. It's it like just anyway, on that track. Good track on good good job on that snare drum on that track. Not quite a snare bear. Stare on that track, but good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> well, I mean, like classic NES tracks, especially N64 and PlayStation, like the percussion goes along pretty well, but it doesn't always punch through the track. It gets kind of muddy. It's like when I hear like a really clear hi-hat and a really clear snare, really especially clear. on classic Super Nintendo games, I'm like, boom, who oh, did that? Oh, baby. Yeah, who 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 devoted that much um, um, like, like uh, space, you know, bite space to a snare drum? Purnell. A genius. Purnell. Why well, would if All I right. knew how to do it? Yuzo Kashiro said, I'm going to do that with a, with a kick drum and a hi-hat and an 808. And and then if someone went ahead and, and did that, Soya Oka did that on... on <laughs> That's what did you even Mario say? Kart. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm hound dog. <laughs> Words. <laughs> <laughs> Soya Oka composed Mario Soya Kart. Oka. Hey, I'm up. Pilot words. wings. I'm a hound dog. What <laughs> word words? I hate you. <laughs> 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 All right, look, we're, we're, we're going. We're going to bring this on home. 
For more information on the bonus round, please go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to these SoundClouds and Bandcamps and everywhere you can go. Download the music, buy, buy the music, stream the music, and support these fantastic artists. Bring me some soup for now. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us on episode 32-6 of Rhythm and Pixels. All about a rainy day. Music for a rainy day or, or making it rain in the casino. Making it rain! Whatever you want to do. Well, thanks to everybody who submitted tracks, including this last track. This last track came from a listener. This came from listener Kiefert. Um, track title is Dual BGM 2 from the game Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist, which I don't know what other system is on, but I had it on the Switch. And I have no idea who composed this because they made sure to make it impossible to find. Um, but this is what Kiefer had to say about the track. Hope you're both having a fantastic day. One of us is. Get better, Rob. Like, get better. Get well soon. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, this last weekend, it was cloudy outside. And frankly, I was depressed and in need of a distraction. So, I downloaded Yu-Gi-Oh! on my console. And 10 minutes in, I realized this super chill track was playing and I had to pause the game in order to take it all in. This felt like a rainy day track because it had a calming effect on me and got me out of a rut when I needed it. Definitely something I would see myself playing on the next rainy day. That's a good testimonial. For what I like it's worth. it. If you ever feel like you need to chat with people to get out of a rut and the Discord has people in it, we'll likely see it. It's got that kind of Drop slow that slow rhythm that that one track from Outtrigger had. Like that heavy on the cymbals. Quack, quack, quack. It's good. This is really good. Yeah, it's a good, good pick. Team. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh's got some good music. It does. I just wish the SE wouldn't uh, know who they're coming. Digimon, too. The Digimon like Detective series. Cyber Sleuth? Cyber Sleuth, yeah. The Digimon Detective Cyber Sleuth. Detective's not the title. <laughs> then what am I thinking of for now? You're thinking about the same game, but just the it's just Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Got it. And then there's Hacker's Memory, which I never started. Huh. And now Digimon Survive has come out this summer, and I'm Ooh. ready, baby. That's a, that's a, is it a, is it a free to play? Um, no, don't you, don't you blasphemize yeah, my battle game. royale. No, Digimon no. Life. No, no, none of those things. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. Get, get a new generation into Digimon. No, yeah. I want the good stuff. I want a good. Well, they were, they stuff. were like a Tamagotchi too, right? You had like a Tamagotchi you played along with the game. I remember my Back cousin. In the day, I think that's where they originally yeah, was yeah. Tamagotchi. Yeah, like, Rachel had one of them, and she was into it. She was like, like walking it around, feeding it. And then they had that really cool cartoon or anime that came out. Yeah, that we got that got localized here. I feel like of all the animes that made it this far, that were the monster tamer. I'm amazed that Pokemon was the one that pulled it off the longest. Like, I loved like I watched all of them, but when it came down to the wire, like if you were like, which ones did you like more? I liked Digimon, Monster Rancher, Pokemon. But both of those shows just, and I think they ended by, well, at least Digimon, I think, ended by choice. I think Monster Rancher may have gotten canceled. But I know it had a definitive ending, though. They did beat Moo. Um, Moo. Moo. Yeah, that was a Moo. really dumb name for a villain. <laughs> but it was named after a monster in the game, so they were being authentic to the product. But, um, yeah, but surprisingly, like, those, those are the ones that didn't make the cut. They didn't continue, though. I think Digimon did get, like, a movie, think- like, 10 years later. I think um, when things get in the North America, there's like a you have like an appetite for that stuff. And it only goes so far. But the thing know. is, Pokemon has gone very far. Right, we got the one. It's in, right? Like it was like hard to expand past that. I think of it like this: um, uh, One Piece, the anime started in 1999. 
It just recently had like its 1,040th episode or so. Pokemon started sooner than that and gets episodes more frequently. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind to think. I haven't sat down and looked into it, but just to wonder how many episodes of the Pokemon anime exist right now. I'm waiting for um, Simpsons to end and then, like, no, I Pokemon want to, to keep going. I want the Simpsons to go on as long as possible, ah. even if I myself no longer watch it. I just want it to yeah. live on past me. I haven't seen any new ones. I've been rewatching season nine. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. If you want to get a hold of us, if you want to say hi to us, if you have a track suggestion or a topic suggestion, or just want to like shoot some nice words our way, the best way to do that is through our email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. For a full track listing of this episode and access to all of our episodes, because not all of our episodes are in our podcast feed or even on our YouTube page, you can find all of that at our website. Rhythmandpixels.com. We have a 24-7, 16-bit and 8-bit uh, radio station on YouTube. I had to take it off of Twitch. I, I got a, I got some nasty grams, and we got a couple strikes on our Twitch channel, so it's off. Finally, I was away, so I, I thought I turned it off, but I didn't. And so we got we got a strike on our channel. But anyway, we don't really use it anyway. So, uh, but YouTube.com/slash Rhythm and Pixels. Um, if you want to listen to some music while you're at work, or you're studying, or you're driving, it's just playing all day long. It's curated too. It's not just random music there. It's music that me and Pernell and some other podcasters have picked out. And if you'd like to support the show, the best thing to do it is to tell people about it or to share it on your social media page or to click the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Doodle on the windshield at the back of your car and drive some cans on the back and just drive around town. That's right. Yeah, give, grab some spray paint. And just just Rhythm and Pixeled. Yeah. Write, write Purnell's whole name. <laughs> Not my whole name. And our website and email so they can find us. Um, Skittlebread. <laughs> yeah. That's my last name. You can also support us by going to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels as a member there you get access to uh, monthly live streamed episodes just like this one you can uh, tune in and, and watch us do the show live you get access to our uh, super secret discord channel that's on our discord server the discord server by the way you can access through the website at the top of the website and you get some cool stuff too like there's mugs there's stickers and there's some t-shirts that you can get through the um, patreon and we'd like to thank all of our Patreon members at the end of the episode. All the Patreon members at the highest level. So I'm only reading off those at the highest levels of our Patreon. But first, I want to say a huge thank you to three new members that have just, just recently joined. I want to thank Mark Jones, Keith Shusterman, and Chuck Kowalski. Welcome aboard, guys. Three, Hope you enjoy your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for supporting our show. Even if it's just for a month, even if it's just for a day, we both really appreciate it. It's Very super, so. super appreciated. It helps keep the, the hosting paid for, pays for um, equipment. And soon it's going to pay for me and Pernal getting getting back in the convention scene again. I'm afraid to get sick again, though. And it'll get Rob some Sepicold. Sepicold? Yeah, the cough drops. Oh, the cough drops, yeah. Wait, how's that happen? I'm <laughs> 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 like lost. Anyway, um, yeah. Oh, the money. The money will help me get more uh, medicine. <laughs> medicine for my cold. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm for my family. I'm playing Resident Evil. I, I need green herb. <laughs> Soup for my family. Soup for my family. Um, so thank you, the three of you, very much. The new Patreon members. That, that means so so much to us. And so the, um, I want to thank first Brooke. Thank you so so much. And frankly, Zappa, you two are superstars in our books. It means so so much to us. Thank you. All right, we want to thank the number one. Again, number no name, one. just the number one. Uh, but because you're number one, that means you're at the top of that tier list. <laughs> number one. Because that is... Maybe that was the secret all along. Maybe that was the secret. Yeah. Everything's alphabetical here. Uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Killing it. Killing it. Doing whatever he's doing. 
Love you, man. Off person. Thank you so much. I love you too. Fashion eighty sixty. Thank you. You're cut. No, uh, you, no one's cut. <laughs> Alex Messenger at VGM from the uh, podcast at VGM Journey. I think he's also sick and missed the podcast. Unacceptable. Unacceptable, my man. Ah. I do, I do. I'm doing another podcast right after this one. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to be doing the sleep podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Alex. It, it means a lot. Uh, Andres Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos. Happy birthday, Kung Fu Carlito. Kicking thank, it old school. Thank you so, so much. You did a podcast on the recent movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, Carlos, thank you very much. Chris Tienerson, Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. The wise guy. Uh, Christopher Shenstrom, uh, Chuck Kowalski, Davy Cakes, David Taylor, Enchilada Rigol, Harold Howard, Jeff, 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 the triple Jeff, uh, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio, another uh, fantastic podcast. If you want more podcasts, check them out. I want to thank uh, Keith Shusterman, Martiris, host of the ReVGM podcast. Uh, ReVGM is all covers and remixes and arrangements of only covers, remixes, and arrangements of video game music. I want to thank Michael Bridgewater, Dr. Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Uh, hasn't done one in a long time. Still one of my favorite podcasts out there. He's got a great, uh, he's got a great radio voice. He's got a great taste in music. He is out there just doing great work in the demo scene for the Commodore 64. A, a master composer with with the SID chip. Really, really impressed. Every time he has a track come out, I listen to it and I make my wife listen to it. I want to thank Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium. Go to the VG Emporium for all of your VGM needs. Uh, Reinhardt Selkova, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller. Taco and Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy. I maybe missed it. Um, uh, yeah, Game Fan 4-4. I did. Right way up top. Okay. He's like, I got to skip. Like, I don't think you did. I No, I probably did. I probably got hooked on the number one. Skip to Mike Myers. <laughs> I'll say it again. Game Fan 4-4. Thank you very much. Sorry that I missed your name. The number one will get you. Get you caught. I just got caught up in that. That, uh. That mess. Uh, thank you all very much for your support of the show. We have a special guest coming out uh, to, to the BR show all the way from Brazil in about three weeks' time. Um, he is uh, Dideco. He is uh, a VGM DJ um, spinning the VGM beats and clubs and raves. Uh, not remixes, just straight-up video game music. He's got mixes you can check out on YouTube. I'll have links to those YouTube on our website because they are rad, and I want you to listen to them. They're so good. So check that out. Um, anything else you want to plug before we get out? Not that I can think of, just, I, I mean, play more video games and talk about them. I want to hear more about what yeah. you guys are playing. Actually, I mean, if I feel weird lately because like, I don't play a lot of new stuff because I'm so caught up in Elden Ring. And I can't really talk about review games because no one's going to really be sharing in that. Like, no one's playing those. So I want to hear more about <laughs> other people are playing. Just well, if you, you want to hear more of uh, Pernell's uh, talking about games and, and reviews of games and, and discussion of, of, those, of those games, check out the SML podcast. Um, also found on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you can get podcasts. It's like hours and hours of just your voice, isn't it? Not hours and hours, but there's a <laughs> lot of my tangents. Though one thing to note, though, is, is that's not a rated G podcast. Yeah, yeah I swear yeah. there. Yeah, we get a little sweary on the pot on the live stream, but otherwise, no, we're 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 family family focused. That's right, family food and fun here on the Rhythm and Pixels Network. All right, um, I gotta go. So thank you everybody very much for listening to the show thank you all of our patreon members for supporting the show um, thank you everybody who tuned in to uh, watch us do this little podcast to this live stream we'll see you next week good night he's rob nichols I'm, oh yeah and, <laughs> I'm, and he's pernell 
Oh my god, it is me, it's true. It's him. It's him, oh my god. <laughs> no one says that. <laughs> but I remember, um, um, hustle bustle is quite an annoying time to deal with, or rather a feeling to deal with, because we're all kind of absorbed and just caught up in it. That's life nowadays. Um, weather has been, well, I guess it depends on where you live, because here it's been crazy rainy. But I've heard in other places it's just been snowy or stupid heat, stupid hot. But regardless of that, I feel like the idea of the rainy day encapsulates the important feeling of wanting to just stop and take a break. Sit down, relax, grab a glass of tea, put your feet up, and just not go anywhere. Don't do anything, but just be comfortable. Because in some respects, unless life is really dragging you around the bend, rainy days are a good opportunity to just take a break from it all and just... Recharge your batteries and just enjoy being in peace with yourself or looking in to find a little bit more about finding in peace with yourself. Anyway, just take more time to relax and not let life drag you into the tumultuous maelstrom that, I don't know, our society seems to build us up to deal with all the time. And like Rob is about to do after this recording stops, <laughs> make sure to get plenty of rest and fluids in your body. Yeah, please.